Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hello and welcome everybody to the Sports Ethos Chicago Bulls show. I am your brand new host, Keith Cork, and I am joined by my fellow Bulls fan and co-host here, Mr. Trey Hill. Uh, you might recognize Trey and I from another podcast called Bold Statements, Not So Bold Predictions. Uh, we decided that we are going to take a little bit of a different direction and we're going to actually uh be more specialized in talking about Chicago Bulls basketball, but we're still going to have wagering as part of the show. Uh, Trey and I are still going to give you guys some wagers, not today, but uh, in our next show, which I believe is going to be tomorrow, we're going to record it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give you guys some wagers. So that's not going away, uh, but we do. We are both very passionate about the Chicago Bulls. Uh, we were on them this season. They're having a great season. So uh, we just think sports ethos needs a voice for them. And Trey, I'm excited to take over, man. How, how do you feel about it? I'm sure you're excited as well. Oh, I'm I'm ready to talk Bulls, especially after the game they just had. But we've both been Bulls fans our entire lives. Uh, We've, like you said, we talk a lot of Bulls on BSBP, and I I think it's going to show through just how much Bulls basketball we watch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's something like 25% of our BSBP uh, coverage there was was Bulls coverage. So uh, I don't feel like it's too much of a shift for us. Uh, it's going to be great, man. I'm, I'm excited. But yeah, obviously, let's not let's not blow the lead here. Let's not bury the lead. The Bulls with a huge, giant, ginormous, fantastic victory over the Brooklyn Nets tonight. We just got done watching it about maybe 10, 15 minutes ago. Uh, 111-107. It was a close, tight game. Um, Trey, I thought you know, I, I thought both teams honestly came out pretty flat. I think it was like one of those games. And I don't know how much on purpose this is, but uh, I know the Nets were on a back to back, so I kind of. I was a little angry through the first two quarters or so because I didn't feel like the Bulls were really bringing the energy, and I felt like they had to, and I felt like they could because they haven't played in a few days. Brooklyn just played last night against a, a tough t- Timberwolves team, to be honest with you. We, you and I are both you know, big Timberwolves fans, too, uh, for this season. And so they had a tough game last night, so I thought that they were, the Bulls would have to come out and just play with a lot of energy here. They didn't really do it, man. They, I mean, they like the first three baskets were threes by the Nets, and there was not a single – Bulls defender anywhere near them, and it just it ticked me off. Uh, the one that really struck me was, you know, James Harden. We had Nikola Vucevic kind of doing a drop coverage thing, which he always does. That's just how he guards the pick and roll. It's just the only thing he can really do. 
And James Harden, you know, has that one of those threes where he kind of stares down the opponent for three seconds and then shoots a three and oh, boom, suddenly the Bulls are nine down nine zero. So uh, did you feel the same way? Did you feel that the Bulls came out a little flat? I thought, I thought they definitely did, especially with that 9-0 run. Caruso going out early hurts. Stacey King brought it up on the broadcast that Caruso really kind of gives off so much energy that the other players feed off of it on the defensive end. And I think that really showed. Lonzo, he, he, just, he wasn't quite as effective in that first half after Caruso went out, but it seemed like he really stepped it up about midway through the third quarter and all the way through on, on the defensive side. So that was nice to see, but you're right. The Bulls, they came out flat. Um, I kind of chalked it up to all the COVID news coming out. and um, But other than that, I, you don't want to see them come out that slow, but to see them grind grind back into it and not let the Nets, who are a very talented team, not to just kind of you know slump your shoulders and let the Nets get out to a 20-25 point lead, but they were – they were resilient. They fought back, and I don't think they took the lead until what six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was late in the game. Yeah, they were they were down. I mean, they, you know, it, it was kind of a game of runs, and they would be down maybe six seven points, and then they come back and tie it, and they'd be down six seven points, come back and tie it. So um, it wasn't the worst effort in the world, but I was a little ticked off, especially in that first quarter. I felt like they just got outplayed and out hustled. Which well, is just, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I was going to say one area that I think. You, Anyone who watched this game, you can tell the effort difference from the first half to the second half and how the Bulls gang rebounded um, mm. on the defensive end. There were constantly three or four Bulls all going after the same ball, which was great because Bruce Brown on the Nets, he was just he was in there and was getting his hands on rebounds or making it oh, yeah. where guys didn't hit it. And you could see the Bulls tipping the ball to one another on the defensive rebounding end. And it was I think that was honestly my favorite part of the game was because I worry about the rebounding. And so I think that, I think seeing that was uh, a nice thing for me. Yeah. And uh, it, it was a nice team win. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not down on the entire effort. I was just down on the, on the first half and the first quarter specifically. Uh, that was just bad, but you did mention that. Yeah. They, they might've had just kind of, kind of come out flat because they had some bad news with COVID. Uh, you know, obviously Javante green entered the health and safety protocols, I don't recall. Did he test positive for COVID, or do we know that yet? I don't. I don't think we know that. Um, and if we do, you know, I'm not. I'm not sure. But, uh, but anyways, he's going to be out for at least ten days here. Where he has to, you know, get two two negative tests, which uh, LeBron James, I guess, just comes, gets to come back, you know, the next day. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, but no, Javante Green, he's going to be out for a while. Uh, but I thought, you know, the Bulls really stepped up to his absence. I don't think it's a huge loss for the Bulls. Uh, this game, though, oh, man, it just – a lot of things that I see do miss me, make me miss Patrick Williams, man. Uh, Patrick Williams is just such a glue guy on that defensive end of the, of the court specifically. But one guy I will highlight here as far as filling in for Javante Green, who's filling in for, for Patrick Williams, is that uh, Derek Williams – or Derek, sorry, not, Derek Jones Jr. Derek Williams. Uh, Derek you Jones didn't, Jr. You didn't think it was Kobe White. I didn't mention Kobe White because, you know what, uh, I'm kind of in line with some of my friends who are saying trade Kobe White at this point. I don't know what you can get for Kobe White at this point because he's been absolutely dreadful since he's returned, but uh, that might be the route they go. But, no, Derek Jones Jr. had a fantastic had a fantastic game. Uh, he is doing the production that the Bulls want out of Patrick Williams, I think, uh, which is really playing that defense and then also uh, hitting some some open threes. Uh, he was two for two in the first half. I don't know what he ended at, but um, I was kind of tracking that t- to start the game. He was having just a great, you know, great start of the game. Let's see, he ended up two or three, two or three. So 
didn't hit another three. But if he can knock down a few of those open threes and just keep the defenses honest, uh, you know, work the boards, get some open dunks, uh, play the defense that, you know, on Kevin Durant that he played. Um, that's what the Bulls are, are needing and missing from Patrick Williams being out. So I thought he was fantastic. Obviously, uh, Iota Sumo can't can't leave this guy out, man. He had a fantastic game. I'll let you talk about Io. I've talked too long, but um, tell me your thoughts about Io. I hope that the the second round pick that we lose from Alonzo deal isn't nearly as good as Io is. He's <laughs> he's just been uh, he. What doesn't he do? He's the perfect role player. He he is aggressive on defense. I talked about how Lonzo Ball kind of came on in the second half with his defensive intensity. I fully believe that that was because of Io's defensive intensity and just the effort he was he was putting in. I think Lonzo feeds off of having a backcourt partner that's just going to, to you know suffocate other backcourts. And you know when Caruso's not out there, when it, it's just him, I. I feel like he's more at 85% than 100%, but Io he he's he makes good cuts. He go you know he crashes the offensive boards. He is not afraid of any shot. He he is happy to. Uh, I want to say there was a, a play like a fast break and he had to go behind his back to hit a layup, and it was just one of the most. It was just gorgeous how fluid it was. He, uh, I don't know if he's a hooper or what the other thing is. But he's both. <laughs> he's just. Uh, I think he's a baller and a hooper. <laughs> I think he's got a shot at the All NBA teams, first or second. If he if he stays heavy in the rotation, I think he can get second team. Uh, I definitely think he's going to make that. Yeah, that, that rookie team. I don't know about any other accolades, but uh, I think you know if you're talking long term. Uh, yeah, this guy, I mean, he's, he's a lot better. I can't believe so many teams passed on him in the first round. Just, it's incredible to me. Um, obviously those other guys could, you know, it, it's a long way to go. You never know, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight years out what people are going to look like. But, um, Io right now just looks so incredible. He's filling that Kobe role, um, you know, with, with efficiency. I mean, Kobe might get the points, but, uh, Io is just scoring efficiently right now. He's knocking down the open threes when he needs to, uh, like you said, his, his defense is, is just Far better than I would have ever imagined. Um, gets act. He's got active hands. He's got a real nose for the ball. Uh, you know, it's just it's a joy to watch this guy play. And um, you know, I, I've been really, really enjoying watching him play for the last, I would say, month month at least. Um, he's really just come on. Uh, but I, I specifically, I'll, I'll I'll point out that you know he had a layup and then just an incredible block near the end of the third. And it, it, he's kind of that guy. You know, when Zach Levine and, and, and uh, DeMar DeRozan are off the floor, uh, or, you know, one of the or the other is off the floor, and they kind of need somebody to kind of, you know, step in, just give them a bit of a boost, especially with Alex Caruso out. Um, Io just did an incredible job tonight. So just hats off to him, man. I hope he keeps that up. Uh, I hope Derek Jones Jr. keeps playing great, too, because, you know, those two guys are, are you know, seem like good guys, and, uh, and hopefully they'll fill in for that Javante Green and, or, or Javante Green missing. So, um, but yeah, you know, Speaking of that effort, though, second chance points at one point in the game, Trey, were 19 to zero in favor of the Brooklyn Nets, and that's just insane to me. That 19 to zero, and then Lonzo got offensive board about halfway through the third to make it 19 to two. But yeah, they just you know they were getting, uh, like you said, you know people were getting on the Nets were getting hands on the boards, they were getting second chance you know points off of that. Uh, getting the shots out. You can't give the Nets. I mean, the Nets are a talented team. You can't give them two, three, four, five shots. But um, the Bulls did 
uh, look out a little bit here because the Nets did have a back-to-back against the Wolves last night. So, uh, they like Cat didn't play. So, yeah. you know, that kind of that really hampers them. And you mentioned the second chance points by the Nets. Um, watching the game, it felt like the trade-off was the Nets were getting those, uh, you know, those nice, easy, uh, easy putbacks. To me, I call them the Derrick Rose assists from back when Derrick Rose could draw like three defenders and he'd shoot, you know, he'd throw up a layup. But he knew that Joakim Noah was right there to clean it up, even if it didn't go in. And uh, the Bulls, they weren't, you know, they weren't getting a lot of those, like you said, but they were getting to the line. The Bulls shot 19 of 27, only 70%, but they shot 27 free throws compared to the Nets' nine. Yeah. And against the, against the team that played James Harden 40 minutes and Kevin Durant 38 minutes, that's going to be what? In the, the lowest two percentile of free throw attempts for the total. That's just, they play great defense. They play, and I didn't really see, did you see a lot of times where it seemed like the Bulls got away with it? And in, in terms of not, you know, where they should have given up free throws and they did. I, I didn't notice any of that. No, I don't think, you know, it didn't look like the, the Nets were really being that aggressive with getting to the rim to me. Um, felt like they were settling for the for the mid range and for the threes a lot more. So, so I really don't. Th- I didn't feel like there were any. Uh, I feel like if there was anything as far as complaints go for the for the refing and not getting to the line, it was on the Bulls side. But I really think it was pretty pretty well called on both sides. So it really didn't didn't seem that way to me. But yeah, they limited the, the Nets to 25 points in that fourth quarter. Obviously, they still got buckets. Um, Kevin Durant came in and just scored at will. It was really that fourth quarter, man. I like to call these guys. I mean, I know Stacey King goes with the Slash Brothers, but I like to call these guys the you know fourth quarter Windy City Assassins because uh, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, two of the top three guys in the league at getting points in the fourth quarter. Uh, and the, both those guys showed up in this game. Those guys played incredible on the offensive end. Uh, whenever we needed a bucket, specifically Zach Levine, uh, you could just count on him to make a an incredible play. We even watch this guy make incredible plays now for three seasons. Um, it's just amazing to me that he just does it with such regularity. And now that he's got Demar Derozan. I mean, we you know we we'll talk about this. We will. Um, they, you know, they mentioned uh, how Zach last year got stuck, you know, putting in so much effort in the first three quarters that he just didn't have anything left in the fourth. And you, I, I really feel this season compared to last, that's noticeable as a Bulls fan. I Last year going into the fourth quarter, my mindset was, man, I just hope the Bulls can hang on if they happen to have the lead. I never had any confidence that they were going to be able to to mount a comeback and, and win a game, let alone a game against a team like this. And for them to be able to come in, fight back, and they took the lead. They, and then they, they even had a little bit of a lead, and then the Nets tried to, to trim it away. Iowa makes that nice free throw there at the end to seal it. And it was – I mean, it was a fucking – excuse my language. It was a close <laughs> shave, but it, it, it was, was close so close, and it was, it was just beautiful to watch. It was a close shave. And speaking of close shaves, Trey – Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to keep their front and back court polished all year long. Trim with their new Lawnmower 4.0, which is included in the Performance Package 4.0, and watch the hair fade away. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge uh, ceramic blade to reduce grooming access thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at manscaped.com. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, you know, like you said, uh, it. it being a Bulls fan, we never we haven't had a great team, uh, and we'll touch on this more tomorrow in the longer show. I think when we just 
think we'll probably just go over kind of our, our history with the Bulls, but uh, watching the Bulls being fans. But, uh, you know, we haven't had a good team since Derrick Rose. Uh, but back in the Derrick Rose days, even, it was only Derrick Rose, pretty much. You know, Derrick Rose was doing everything, uh, offensively especially. But now it's just so incredible to me to see. Uh, and I've got to give – got to tip my hat to, to Arturus and uh, Mark Eversley. Uh, these guys just put together such a fantastic team because now you've got – like I said, Zach Levine has done incredible things for about three seasons, but we haven't seen, you know, DeMar DeRose is next to him now. Nikola Vucevic is next to him now. Vucevic didn't have a great game tonight, but uh, in general. And you've got uh, Lonzo Ball next to him now who hit a big shot tonight. These guys these guys are also capable of making big plays in clutch time, in, in the crunch time, in fourth quarters. Uh, and, and that's just that, – it's just gone such a long way. I mean, you know, the Bulls have the biggest fourth quarter – yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say they're – they're, those guys you mentioned, they're all playmakers now. Even I know Zach's not a point guard type, but he's a he's a good passer. Whenever two guys come onto him, he's good about hitting the open man. Vucevic, I, one of the notes I wrote down was he had a couple just excellent passes tonight to get to set up guys for wide open shots. And I know he didn't have a great game by the numbers, but I thought Vuce did an excellent job on the multiple times he had to guard James Harden and the other smaller. He, the Nets did a great job of getting him switched onto to other 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 players, but Vucevic really came through in not being exploited and not having to have the rest of the guys kind of cover up his deficiencies. So I wanted to give him a little love on that end. No, you're right, and, and, and especially with having all those guys on the team, pretty much one out of those four guys is going to have to take a back seat. It's most likely going to be Lonzo Ball in those scenarios. And, you know, Lonzo didn't have a great game either. He shot – he was one for six before that three. Uh, I don't know what he ended up at. I guess two for seven probably from three-pointers. He hasn't had a great yeah, a couple of seven, games. Three ten overall. Yeah, so he didn't have a, a fantastic game either offensively, but he did come up with some big defensive plays down the stretch, like you said. I mean, it, it, they're all playing their roles. And it's, that's the other fantastic – and that, that's, a, that's a testament to Billy Donovan. And I wasn't sure if I liked Billy Donovan, but I am a huge Billy Donovan fan now because he really has got these guys – uh, accepting their roles, <clears throat> kind of biting their tongues, playing their, you know, playing, doing what they have to do, doing the right plays. Um, that might be a little bit also of getting the right players. Cause I think Zoe and I think Vucevic and I think DeMar DeRozan are also all in that mold. They're just willing to basically, you know, do what needs to be done. Like you said, uh, do you agree with that? I do. And I, I hate to keep giving Stacey King love on this. I love Stacey King. I just hate to keep bringing her up. But he brought up the leadership thing and how Zach's playing through his injury. And, you know, DeMar's always out there. Caruso gave it a shot. But Zach and DeMar are the two leaders on this team. And I feel like just the leadership they have is going to kind of lead towards this entire team buying in this year. I think they all, like, they had to know how special they could be whenever they practiced together. Mm-hmm. I would. I mean, you would have you would have to think that it, it clicked. I mean, we had a great preseason, and of course, everyone was like, "Oh, it's just preseason." But <laughs> I think these guys know they have something special. They've they've been in the league long enough to know how rare it is to be on a really talented team. You know, DeRozan was on the Raptors, and then he got stuck down on the Spurs as they were trying to build back up. Vucevic has never been on a good team in the NBA. Just you know, scraped by with some eight seed playoff bursts, and I think they they really value this team i think they see they have an opportunity and i think they're not wrong that they should be considered nba title contenders at this stage 
Yeah, I mean, the Bulls are only a half game now behind the Nets. I mean, this was a big game tonight. I thought this was a big game tonight, and I got up for it. I, that's why I was disappointed. They didn't get up for it in the first quarter because, um, you know, it's a back-to-back for the Brooklyn Nets. Like I said, they, they had a Timberwolves team last night, they had, and even though there was no Carl Anthony Towns, it was still a close game. They had to play through the whole game. It was a tough, tough game for them. So, But this was a big game because it puts us a half game behind first. It's it's a game where now you got national media taking a look at the standings because let's be honest, you know, even you or I, we watch a lot of basketball, two or three games, and I I do at least, and I can't follow thirty teams. It's just it's not it's not possible, not not in the depth that I can cover the Bulls, and so it's hard it's hard for them to you know what what they'll do is they'll look at the standings and they'll say oh the Bulls are only a half game behind first place and that's a talking point right there. They have to kind of take these shortcuts. Um, so it's a big game. It was a big game to me because I felt like they had to win this. I felt like it was a very winnable game with the Nets being on that back to back. And they pulled it out. You know, I'm, I'm proud of them for pulling it out. Uh, I was a little upset at the, at the effort at the beginning, but they ended up pulling it out. Um, but some, you know, some questions I had to start the the, the game tray. Uh, obviously, like I said, Javante Green was out. I want to see how that minutes distribution went. Um, I feel like it was pretty well divided up. Um, let me take a look at that box score but they had Derek Jones Jr. in there they had uh, Io in there obviously they had uh, who else in there um, Troy Brown Jr. played about 12 and a half minutes so uh, how do you think they handled that is that um, I mean Elisa even got in there for six and a half minutes uh, how do you how do you feel like uh, Billy Donovan handled that situation excellently uh, <laughs> I think the depth on this team really got to mm-hmm. show through is what happened tonight. And I I love the development that Bradley had from when Vooch was out and he got to play all those minutes. I feel like watching him in his bench role before that and watching him in his bench role after that, it's night and day for me. I, I think he's really got some chemistry with those guys. I'd like to see when the second unit's in and it's either DeMar or Zach, teams just love to send the devil. And it, I mean, sometimes even when they're both on the court, but a lot of the time when they wait, when they've got three guys off the bench and one of those two in, teams love to send the double. I, I think that's where I'm holding out hope that Kobe White can come back and be that offensive fire, you know, offensive firecracker like a Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford to to make teams really pay for that. Um, like that, that's my concern at the moment when when it comes to the depth, but. You've got Derek Jones Jr. who can play small ball center now and does it excellently. Um, Troy Brown Jr. He doesn't. He seems to be in the doghouse a little bit for Billy Donovan. I think he's just kind of the last wing off the bench. But yeah, when he's played, he's played pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. Io continues, you know, to do what he does. I just. I couldn't all those guys, all those guys, all those guys had positive insight, and I love that you put bring out, brought up Tony Bradley too because he didn't play at all in the first half. Um, and this is another testament to Billy Donovan and how he handles the rotation because uh, he played he played six and a half minutes ultimately, and they were all in the second half. And uh, the reason you know the reason was because like you said the Nets were getting hands on the rebounds, uh, Bulls weren't pulling down the rebounds they needed to, and it ended up happening. But uh, you know it, it's just something where uh, like you said we're kind of checking off these boxes now. It's like the, the first box was the Bulls can't play defense. Okay, well, that's not true. The Bulls are, you know, top five defense to start the season. I think they've regressed a little bit now that Patrick Williams is out, but they're still pretty good. Um, now the next thing was, oh, the Bulls have no depth. Okay, well, they, they're playing the Nets without uh, Patrick Williams, without 
Alex Crusoe without Javante Green. <laughs> like these, you know, three guys that will play the, the power forward position for them. They they just don't have them. Uh, they won games without Nikola Vucevic. Vucevic was out for, I don't know, a dozen games or so. Um, so, you know, it, it, it just at what point do you stop having reservations about this Bulls team and say, hey, uh, yeah, they are legit. I don't know if they're. I don't know if I would call them solid contenders. I don't know if I can go that far yet, um, but I do think that they are definitely a, a solid playoff team. And I think you know I, we've talked this, about this before on BSPP. I think they're you know capable of winning 50 wins. I think a 50 win season is is within question at this point. Uh, but hey, by the way, guys and girls, if you're liking what we're talking about here, liking all this info. Uh, right now, guys, the Hoopball 360 subscription is just $19.99 a month. Uh, that's the Sports Ethos 360 subscription. I apologize. We had a little bit of a name change. Uh, it's absolutely still, guys, but the Sports Ethos 360 pass is the ultimate Sports Ethos experience for the fan that wants to win everything. And, yes, I mean everything, guys. The Sports Ethos 360 subscription includes our Fantasy Pass, Wager Pass, and DFS Pass. So visit sportsethos.com to get started and start winning. Uh, yeah, apologize for the uh, little mumble mouth there. We, we had a little name change here at, at uh, Sports Ethos because it used to be Hoop Ball. Hoop Ball to Sports Ethos, so I had to kind of change that ad read a little bit. I'm going to have to work on that. So, But no, uh, yeah, the, the depth is just crazy. Tony Bradley came in big. I think everybody, even Tony, Tony Troy Brown Jr. too, uh, you know, let's give him his flowers because he even had a positive impact when he stepped in the game too. So um, just everybody contributing to this win. It's a big win for the Bulls. Um, so any other thoughts you got there uh, about the bullies, Mr. Trey? I think we've really covered tonight pretty well. I think we have too. Um, let me see. When is the next Bulls game? That's my question. They play Monday at 8 against the Nuggets. It's a home game. The Nuggets. That's going to be. Uh, I don't know. I, it would be tough. I would say normally, but they're down Michael Porter Jr. They're down Nikola Jokic, or they're down. Or no, sorry. They're down Michael Porter Jr. They're down Jamal Murray. They have Nikola Jokic. Uh, Nikola Jokic, of course, can always light you up for a just incredibly efficient, great game. So uh, it's still it'll still be tough, but not as tough as it would have been. Um, they're only 11-11 this season. Right to that point, not as tough as it would have been. And with the Bulls, with the Bulls being on this run, they are. The line's not out yet, so Keith Cork, I want you to guess the line. <laughs> guess the line. I'm, I'm guessing the Bulls are going to be favored. Um, the Bulls are home, so they'll definitely be favored. They're home, and neither team is placed tomorrow, so they'll both be fresh. Yep. I'm going to guess hmm, minus five and a half Bulls. That's my official guess. I was going minus six. So uh, we, close, we, we yeah. were both right there. We, yeah, we were yeah. both right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what it opens now. Uh, you know, obviously, we, we uh, man, this is a little BSVP here. I'm going to have to call it BS or something here. No, uh, yeah, it'll be curious to see who ends up closer there. But uh, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited, man. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow, guys. We're going to actually uh, have a little bit of a longer form show for you yet where we'll uh, expand and have just kind of more general Bulls talk. Uh, Trey and I, though, if you've listened to BSBP, we have been on the Bulls since the very beginning. We've been on these guys. I just think um, whatever whatever angle you take, analytics or just looking at them, eye tests, whatever, um, this team has just has got incredible depth, incredible talent on this team. Um, they're going to do well this season. Uh, like I said, I think they're a playoff team. Uh, I'm hoping they get you know past at least the first round. 
I don't know if I can go beyond that because I've just been hurt too many times, but, uh, you know, that, that's as far as I'll go. So, uh, but anyways, guys, hey, you can, you can find me on Twitter. I am, for the moment, I am at BSBP Keith on Twitter. Trey, where can the people find you? Uh, at Final Finally. On Twitter. And, uh, yeah, make sure you guys follow us there and, um, you know, follow the Sports Ethos Bulls coverage account also. Uh, which I don't even have in front of me because it's just also new uh, Thanksgiving happened and then we took over the show. So I got to get all this information in front of me. So we're a little raw. Uh, bear with us. But uh, no, uh, I'm sure Greg, who who did host the show before, will join us at some point. Uh, he is, will still pull out, put out stuff, I believe. Uh, and if not, we'll still gladly have him on. But uh, yeah, man, I hope you guys join us for this journey. Go Bulls. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.